Jay Electronica says that we need to pay homage to the bee for the honey in our tea. If life is the tea, in this metaphor, then Archbishop Desmond Tutu is one of many bees, so let me give thanks. Desmond Tutu was born October 7, 1931, and was a South African Anglican bishop, activist, Nobel Peace Prize winner, and theologian. Tutu was the first black general secretary of the South African Council of Churches and made the organization a major force in the movement against the apartheid. He was Bishop of Johannesburg from 1985 to 1986, and then Archbishop of Cape Town from 1986 to 1996. Both were, he was the first black of either of those positions. He also worked with Mandela to end apartheid and created a multiracial democracy in South Africa, which helped him win the Nobel Peace Prize. He passed away December 26, 2021, leaving behind a wife, four children, and the rest of us. Uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu was a hero of mine growing up, and even more as I got older and became more aware of the world around me. So this one uh, hit, hit home a little bit when I found out he passed away in December. I want to give just, it's a blessing to uh, have people like that on this planet. My favorite quote, I'll end this off with my favorite quote of his is, and it's more um, important nowadays than ever. If you want peace, you don't talk to your friends, you talk to your enemies. God bless. Uh, rest in peace, Desmond Tutu. we back we back we back welcome back Lynn welcome back I'm dying <laughs> how long how long has it been since you, you've been on that app I told y'all he's gonna come back Janu- uh, last year <laughs> Jan- was it January last year no 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 March or something like that but I told y'all I told y'all he'd be, he'd be back so he's I'm back good. Yeah, I've been MIA for, for just just a little bit. Just, just a little yeah, bit. and I know I know uh, y'all surprised too. Two episodes in one month—that's a record. <laughs> 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 that's a record. That's a record. Man, you were slipping. Yeah, I know, man. I know. We we've been we've been both both. Uh, you know, this ain't our primary job. Hopefully, one day it will be, but. Uh, right now, this is our we're, something we do recreationally. It's our uh, our hobby, you know. Apparently, you know. Apparently, we we number one in the uh, number one for ghetto podcasters. Number thirty one in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I don't know why, but uh, they, shout out to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it, it, I, you know, I'm not complaining, but in terms of the most random statistic I'd hear I I didn't think that was it hey we we have you know we have like a 15% female audience 
I'm surprised about that. And we have uh, some non-binary uh, people. So OG didn't scare off everybody. So that's good. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I just spread the love all around. That's what this podcast is about. We got a lot, a lot of love to give, and uh, hopefully people can feel that. Yeah. So let's let's get this rolling. Uh, number one uh, topic today, uh, topic of everybody, Omnicron. Oh my God. Omnicron, it's everywhere. <laughs> you know, I see that, I saw that Biden on the news the other day said he's going to give out the N95s in the stockpile that Trump has been bragging about, that he re- refilled. He's, but it sounds like um, Biden's just going to give those all out to U.S. citizens. I guess we're going to get a couple each. And then we're going to get four COVID tests per household, free COVID tests per household. So it sounds like at this point, everybody, he's going to be like, oh, we gave you a couple COVID tests, a couple N95s. You're on your own. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when this whole news came out of this new variant, when they came up with the name, my immediate thought was, is there a Decepticon on the loose or something? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're about to get Transformers happening in real life. It, it was just it, the weirdest thing because I'm like, why don't you just name it, you know, COVID 19 2.0 or something? Or like, why do you have to give it this other weird name? Yeah, who, 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 Michael Bay start naming viruses. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like some kind of Ben 10 build from a cartoon. Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, we're not denying people are getting sick because obviously it's happening. A lot of what's what that is this year, I feel like, is just people are getting sick from the usual weather change, which I got sick too for about two weeks. My coworkers got sick for two weeks. None of them had COVID. Um, the families may have gotten COVID, but nobody around me personally has it. And then it's just all these people being like, "No, it's COVID. It's COVID." And it's like, "Nah, you just get the flu." Calm down. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, every. I mean, I've I've te- I've gone to test my kids a couple times in the last couple of weeks. They've been having COVID outbreaks in their class and stuff. And uh, my ex-wife had COVID. Uh, so every the lines, man, uh, for getting tested, it's brutal, man. We were out there for hours in the cold, just waiting to get tested. I mean, you gotta wait days over here. It, it, days to get tested. They used to get tested. You can't if because because we're full up right now. You go to a community college, you go to a hospital, you can't go there for a few days. You have to make an appointment in advance and you got to get lucky to see if anybody cancels. Yeah, or maybe you get it early. Yeah, you make appointments, but usually you can get same day or at least the next day. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, and when we when we did do same day, they still had us waiting for hours to get tested. It's just, I, I I don't know who who we need to blame, if it's Fauci or Biden or somebody, but th- somebody's talking up. Now, it's, it's not even the testing at this point. It's the fact that it's been two and a half years. I yeah. At this point, so nearly two and a half, give or take. And, and we still don't see any progress on this whole thing. It's got, it, it's been more deaths since the vaccine was created. It, there's been more deaths since Trump's been. Uh, Biden's had more deaths under uh, 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 with people with COVID than Trump had. 
when it first started. That's crazy. And and it seems like some of the situation is just getting worse. It's not getting better, as you just pointed out with the whole death situation. But they're coming out with a fourth booster shot, a fifth booster shot. We're probably going to yeah. like six, seven, and eight. I saw mm-hmm. a meme that got sent to me that somebody's like, oh, you know, get your eighth uh, COVID boost, get a free donut. <laughs> and I was laughing at that, saying, hey, that's never going to happen. And lo and behold, you know, we're getting a fifth shot. It seems closer to reality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, over in Israel, they're already on their fourth shot. So that's, I mean, they're saying that it's not, it doesn't, it, it boosts up uh, your uh, immune system and it creates more antibodies, but it doesn't help with Omicron at all and the trans, uh, transmissibility of Omicron, which, which the COVID shot never helped anyway, which we've been saying anyway on this podcast. This is, it doesn't help with the, commu- uh, the communability of the virus. It only helps with you getting less sick. Right. So here's the thing. I got sick before COVID, uh, before I got my first, you know, booster shot. Actually, it wasn't even the booster. It was the two-stage Pfizer vaccine. I haven't gotten any booster shots since. I've only gotten sick once before that and then once after that. Neither was COVID. I've been fine. Now, I'm also a precautionary guy. I wash my hands. I do all that stuff. But that's not because of COVID. It's just because, to be fair, some people are nasty. And (laughs) I'll keep it clean. Yeah. But... The way that some people handle themselves, I can understand them getting sick in one way or the other. Some people get COVID. Some people don't. Whatever this whole displacement is, however they're testing these things, it's not a one-to-one scenario. People are getting the same results each time. And some of those testing kits that you could take home, I know you can get a box of them now. It's this weird kind of like card thing where you can put a, I think it's a cotton swab and then a reagent on it to test if you do have COVID or not. But even those have false negatives and positives. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's a mess, man. It, I mean, with this Omicron, thankfully, it's not. I mean, the COVID virus itself spawned from the basic common cold. Is what the basic common cold is a is COVID is a COVID uh, virus. This COVID nineteen is a different variation of that virus. Um. And then uh, Omicron, you know, as viruses mutated, mutate, they get less and less virulent. Typically, um, there could be that one combination that could make it the world ender. But uh, typically, statistically, uh, viruses get less and less uh, virulent as they mutate. And thankfully, Omicron seems like it's, you know, just a cold um, or, or flu um, when you get it. But it seems like this is the end game here the, with the with COVID, hopefully, knock on wood. You know, it's an endemic, and it's something that we're going to have to live with. It's going to be seasonal, um, probably with the flu. And then uh, we'll, you know, get take, take some NyQuil for it, and then next day knock it out. Hopefully next year it'll be like that. But we've been, we've been saying that for the last, like, what, two times? Like we said it last year, we said it the year before that. All is going to be back to normal next year. Everything's going to be good. We're going to be able to stop wearing masks. Hello, yeah. year three of the same thing. When's it going to end? You you mean they've been saying that because we haven't been saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. And, uh, you know, not to say anything about the overlords here, but, man, just them. 
to, to figure this out. Because yeah. it's, starting to, it's starting to look like money money talks. And if you know what yeah. that means, well, you know what that means. And if you don't know what that means, well, just follow the paper trails. But anyway. Yeah. I know where I'm putting my stocks at. I know I know where I'm investing. I know that. And that's it. it it's just... Yeah, it's it's wild. It, it, the the thing that I've learned from this is the incompetence of you of the U.S. government. I thought, you know, watching you know um, all those virus movies with uh, um, like Morgan Freeman and Jennifer Connelly, those different type movies where outbreak and all that stuff. Dustin Hoffman, uh, that the U.S. government had a plan and they had like. Jack Bauer agents, you know, ready to uh, spray you down with what that foam stuff and put you in those put you in those rooms, and our armies will be dispatched to uh, suburbs and all that stuff, and <laughs> nothing. I mean, we're so incompetent. We're so incompetent when it comes to anything, and this is just a a COVID variation, uh, a virus that only kills less than one percent of people. Imagine if it was something like SARS or anything more, anything more virulent or malignant that killed 15% of the people that, that the virus hosted. It, it'd be crazy. Also, to be fair, we're not putting all the onus on the government because there, there is, there is a human factor to this. Oh yeah. Oh I yes, work, there is. I work in a, uh, I'll just say clearly, I work in a retail environment mm-hmm. and we have a simple system on the doors, you know, just saying you need to wear a mask when you come in. I would say at least 70% of people are compliant with that. Now I've moved to another location. That number has gone down to about 50%. It's the easiest thing for compliance. All you need to do is wear a mask. And it's understandable some people, you know, uh, they they forget and they're like, oh shoot, let me go get mine. That's easy, right? But for some people, it gets into a whole argument. They start to lie. They say, oh, I can't wear the mask because of a condition or all this and that. The the simplest instructions cannot be followed by a lot of the general public, and and this goes for a lot of things. And even <laughs> this even goes past. I'm I'm a rant here for a second. This even goes past you know all the COVID situation. Yeah. Why why does it seem like once people turn into just regular shoppers, their IQ goes down to 50. I think I think it's because when they become shoppers, they have to interact with another human being. Their <laughs> IQ, their IQ is below 50 previous to that interaction, but when they interact with you, you realize their IQ at that point. It, it, it's 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 just it's it's baffling because I can't I I don't know why why people it, it it's not even that they can't follow instructions. Wolf, they can't read. They, you know, can't read they can't read aside. Yeah, they just refuse. And I remember I was closing a location one time, and there's nothing on the inside. The walls have been stripped bare. We have a huge sign on the front door that says, We are closing, moving everything to a different location. Somebody looked at that sign. Oh, no, no, no. They tried to open the door first. They got confused. They looked at the sign, and then they tried to open it again. Oh, my gosh. That does not surprise me. I can't, man. What what is, like, uh, one of the dumbest interactions you've seen with people? Because a couple dumbest things I've seen is people in the airport 
um, or, or on an airplane and they have to get duct tape or people in the hospital arguing uh, arguing about why they got to wear it in 95s. It, it, the, the dumbest one that I've seen wasn't even the mask. People people just don't put stuff back where, where they belong. And I, I literally see someone pick up an item in a section and, and, and put it in a different section two feet away. And they're right in front of the section. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, and, and, and another thing, <laughs> this, is, this is applies to people outside. When you know somebody puts a shopping cart away, you say, hey, there's a responsible human being. You see somebody just chuck the shopping cart wherever they are. It's kind of irresponsible. Yeah. You, you kind of see the, the dichotomy of society within all of these like little microcosms of a uh, retail environment. It's very interesting. Yeah, I've always I've always been very conscious because I I worked in retail when I was younger. But even before that, I've always been very conscious about uh, putting items back, but even shopping carts and stuff. I'm like, it's so disrespectful. You know, sometimes I get the nicest people. I get the sweetest people. I would say the ones that are most responsible and it's a spectrum of like 50 50 are kids. Because you'll get some of the nicest kids, and then you'll get some of the dumbest kids. Uh, and then with adults, it's like 30-70. 30% are nice, 70% are just, what the hell are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's... You know, I... You know, it's Alman Quran, I don't know. It, it, hopefully, it doesn't become um, that big of a deal as we get next year, around this time next year. But, I, I mean, we're, I still stick to my prediction of what, what's going to happen um, from the previous podcast. Um, and I'm sticking with that because people are idiots. Like, I, like we've been saying, um, you know, on to the next uh, segment, uh, not segment, but in other world news, there's uh, another problem, inflation. And yeah, inflation's up seven percent in the U.S. and even higher in Europe and other countries. Um, I don't know if you've been feeling it, but I've been feeling it with gas and all these other uh, things. Uh, uh, price on everything has just gone up on food and everything. It's crazy. How much do you pay for a gallon of gas? Uh, Four thirty-nine here, and that's good. That's if you find a good spot. Oh, it's a ninety cents for a gallon of gas. I remember when it used to be a dollar twenty-four, and I could pay twenty dollars for a full tank. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and then now, I remember when I was a kid, I, they used to have these like uh, warnings about, <laughs> like when I when I was like in my uh, teens and early tens, uh, there there's just like these. Late at night uh, shows that would always warn us about, like in twenty twenty, it'll be war wars with China and five dollar gas and all this. And I was like, that'll never happen. <laughs> and then look at us now, man. <laughs> yeah, and then you got Russia on the borders. You got, you know, the whole situation in the Middle East brewing. It it just seems like a lot of this stuff is getting worse before it even gets better. And and that's a trend that's keeping going in the wrong direction, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, people want to blame uh, Biden for inflation, but we've been printing money for, for, for since uh, FDR took us off the gold standard. 
uh, we've been just printing money like it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Um, the moment everybody realizes it, money is uh, U.S. currency is worthless. Uh, but as of right now, everybody believes in it, so it's worth something. But they, I mean, the U.S. government—it doesn't matter who we're under; they're going to just keep printing money over, over and over again. It's going to make it more and more worthless. I don't know what the what the end game is with it, though. It is all I know is I'm just saving bottle caps for the whole fallout situation. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna say me some NTFs, NFTs. I mean, <laughs> oh hell, we started on that. No oh, man, yeah, you gotta do something. You know, you know all, all this, you know, uh, NFT stuff. I, I can get cryptocurrency to some extent, but an, an, an NFT, like you, you can't, you can't really what. So, to anybody who doesn't know. NFT stands for non-interchangeable unit of data, um, like a non-fungible token. That's that's basically what NFT is. Basically, you pay to have, um, you know, digital file. It could be like a photo, a video or something um, that's on the blockchain. This whole digital system um, that's integrated, you basically have ownership of that thing. So it's electronic based. For me, I feel like that can be taken very easily as you know, people can't really hack blockchains that easily, but it just feels like a form of money laundering. Cause it just doesn't feel real. Like like who 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 really has the ownership of this? Because yeah. essentially you could just own a picture on the internet, but I mean you could take a screenshot just as easily. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I, I mean, it's too confusing for me. I'm old, so I get a nosebleed anytime I see anything about the metaverse, NFTs, or Bitcoin. But, I mean, I, I'm going to have to wise up on it if it starts to become, become profitable. I saw Snoop Dogg invested, <laughs> uh, speaking in the metaverse briefly, I saw Snoop Dogg uh, bought a $1 million property in the metaverse. Did you see that? Yeah, he bought he bought real estate property. Yeah, he bought a mansion in the metaverse <laughs> for, for one million real dollars. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess Snoop Dogg thinks it's gonna take off. A lot of people don't think the metaverse is gonna take off, but we are slowly know. getting closer to the Matrix as, as time goes on. Matrix and Black Mirror. Yeah, Matrix and Black Mirror. I don't know if that's to scare people or if that should ultimately be a turnoff. But yeah, man, it, it just gets weirder as it goes. Dude, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Speaking of what, I don't know what's going on. I've been, I've been meaning to ask you what what the hell's going on in uh, San Francisco and uh, California with all these smashing grabs and everything. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, I, it seems like the trend has. Um, Sorry, um, has been going through like a lot of states recently, but mostly for Los Angeles, the groups of people that just go into a store, take everything, and go. It seems like, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to say it, but on the news, every time I see it, it's always black people and it's always um, very young people. 
you don't see anybody in there like you don't see like 30 or 40 year old gentleman doing this or anything like that. No. I think even recently in the last few days, um, the chain Lululemon, uh, yeah. th- these people got arrested, so they caught them, but they stole 72K worth of merchandise. What is that, two handbags? <laughs> it's two handbags and a paper clip. So, and some uh, yoga, ge- yoga jeans, or <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But the, the, I, I don't know if this is the same there, but California has this weird policy they cannot detain you if you steal something or steal items um, that accumulate to worth less than a thousand dollars. Yeah, I heard about that. I don't know if that's here in Seattle, but it wouldn't surprise me. That is so ridiculous. Because it's the the act of the crime is the crime. It doesn't matter the amount. It's, it's and, the act in which the individual takes part in. If, look, if I've I seen people. Bread, I steal a piece of bread. That's the. When I was a kid, I've seen people get uh, thrown in the back of a cop car for stealing bubblelicious. Yeah, because it, because it's the act of stealing. Now again, it, it's piece of bubble gum. It could be an overreaction, you know by the police or whoever was detaining them. However, you got to take it by a situation by situation basis. Even if it's yeah. only, you know, a thousand dollars worth of stuff or like a hundred dollars worth of stuff, it's still stealing. So there's yeah. some kind of reprimand that has to happen there. You can't let these people. Yeah. Like it, it sh- you should go to jail if you steal, but how long you stay in jail should be dependent upon what you stole. I think. But they're not even they're not even arresting people uh, if they steal something under a certain amount of price, or they'll just let them go immediate less than twenty four hours. Right. So th- this whole policy they have, I really hope they change it because it's encouraging a lot of people to just come in and take stuff without a lot of onus um, to what they're doing. Who is that? That your, your rogue DA that you got now, or is that yeah. Newsom? Hey, hey, I, I, I'm not naming names here. I want to live, all right? Oh, you're not? <laughs> hey, I don't snitch. I can't, I can't do it. Are you going to go snitch? Yeah, uh, you know, ask, ask me after this is over. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk offline about that. But uh, go, going back to, uh, I guess, another event in, in world news, there was a recent explosion that happened um, a massive volcano went off. Did you see this? Uh, I did see that because we got I got a tsunami warning on my phone. Yeah, we in California got tsunami warning. San Diego had a few, you know, wakes and stuff. We got maybe about like five feet extra or not five feet, um, you know, a couple of feet of like extra water here and there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like too crazy. I can only imagine how it was for the people near that volcano. And for the people who don't know, um, the volcano's name is, I, can, I don't know how to pronounce this, Hunga Tonga, Hunga Haipai. Um, it has had a few explosions before, but nothing major. It's built its own series of islands. I think it had like three at one point. So it was slowly building itself up, you know, as volcanoes do. This is how land masses kind of form over time. On, I think, the 15th or somewhere around there. That thing exploded with so much force that the shockwave was felt throughout the entire world. You can visibly see it from space as the shockwave expanded out. 
Yeah, nobody year, predicted it too. And nobody predicted it. It just came out of nowhere. It was the equivalent to about six million tons of TNT exploding that's at once. A, that's a Minecraft <laughs> explosion. That's a Minecraft explosion. That's more powerful than any atomic weapon on Earth. Damn. And and, and that can just happen out of nowhere. This makes me fear the shit in Yellowstone. Because they always say, hey, there's a volcano in that area. If it goes off, it's over for the world. Yeah, there's a couple of those super volcanoes around the world. And, and, and that kind of thing, it just it puts things into perspective. At any moment, we can be in a catastrophic world-ending event. And we're, we're stuck between that and humanity being able to do that on a different level. Yeah. Yeah. Could be all over in a second. And that that was crazy getting that tsunami warning. I was I was worried for a second and then I turned on the news. And I was like, okay, might not be that bad. Yeah. I mean Yeah, the fact that they didn't even know is scary. And and if if this proves anything, our reaction to it would have been way too late. There's there's no countermeasure we have this kind of situation so the main point of this is people you you gotta enjoy your life at the moment because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow i mean this could apply to anything too you can get hit by a car you can just you know walk off the edge of something without even knowing or somebody can hit you and you die it's it's the most poignant thing to just enjoy what you're doing every day try to find enjoyment in what you're doing in life and go from there you never know. A volcano might explode tomorrow on you. Yeah, I've always had an over-appreciation of every second of my life. And I've always expressed it to those who are uh, extremely close to me. How uh, appreciative I am of certain things that a lot of people take for granted every day. Well, that'll wrap up this section. Let's go on to more lighthearted topic. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I wanted to say too, uh, on a, uh, while we're still on um, uh, world news, that, well, I, I guess it might go into a political news. But did you see? Um, this is old, but it's been a while since we've been on uh, AOC's uh, tweet uh, in response to this uh, Republican senator talking about uh, her going down to Florida for vacation. No. <laughs> uh oh. So she had her mask off, and I guess she got COVID uh, uh, eventually. Um, but this is before they knew she had COVID. Uh, they were getting on her, uh, tweeting about her. Some Republican senator or congressman uh, was talking about how she went down to Florida with her mask off because uh, you can have your mask off. But she was outside. I didn't think that was a big deal. But she was in this big um, group of people as well, hugging people with her mask off. And then um, talking about her boyfriend, uh, who is a ginger, by the way. I just thought that I point that out. Um, <laughs> how he uh, talking about the bottom of his feet, which I thought was weird. You don't talk about another man's feet. Um, well, but if you're, if you're uh, Quentin Tarantino, you do. Yeah, I mean Quentin Tarantino, everything's fair game. But <laughs> for his regular folks who don't look like Satan, um, <laughs> God damn. He do. He look. He got that pointy chin and that weird beady eyes. <laughs> he looks like the devil. He looks like the devil to me. 
Um, it, like when, you know, in um, from dust till dawn, everybody transforming the uh, vampires. Uh, they changed. They had all the makeup and everything. You seen that movie, right? Uh, if anybody hasn't seen it, it's a classic. It scared the shit out of me when I was younger. It's a it, must watch. Yeah, it's the it's the movie that made me fall in love with Selma Hayek. Um, it, it also has one of the greatest monster movie weapons. Oh I've yeah. Ever seen. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the makeup on that was incredible on from from Dan. But you notice when it's Quentin Tarantino's turn to turn into a vampire, no makeup was applied. He was, <laughs> he was, he was the one on the top of the spiral where they were trying to get out. The light hits his arm. Ah, ah. yeah. <laughs> They're like he's still doing it. They're like, God, goddamn it. <laughs> uh, anyway, go go. Um. So. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, they're they're tweeting about AOC getting on her about not wearing a mask in Florida because she's super, you know, pro mask in uh, New York. Um, and then AOC tweeted. I'm assuming she was drunk when she tweeted back, because um, <laughs> she tweeted the reason that all these. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but the the reason all these uh, Republican senators and congressmen are uh, talking about her uh, all the time is because they want to sleep with her. Mm. And uh, everybody, and you know, everybody I watched, uh, all, you know, I, I've been doing, I don't know if you've been listening, uh, but I've been doing this experiment uh, for since, uh, I want to say since like November, or maybe even earlier than that, uh, watching all just conservative news. I, 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 I sprinkle it here and there with liberal news, uh, now and then CNN and MSN, but I, I try to avoid it as much as possible. I just been uh, doing the conservative news because all my life I've been watching liberal news. Uh, so I just seeing the effects it has on me and everything. So she she tweeted uh, the Republicans they are, they're always on her because they they want to sleep with her, and uh, <laughs> you know my my main concern was them tweeting about the bottom of his feet. Uh, but it, I, I will say that the all these conservative news outlets and. Um, and them responding on Twitter, they all act appalled. Like they clench their pearls. Like, oh my God, what is she talking about? How dare she? Oh my God. Uh, nobody wants to sleep with her. She's so big headed. I'm like, stop the cap. Stop the cap. All you guys. <laughs> it goes without saying. Everybody that sees AOC wants to sleep with her. Who doesn't want to sleep with AOC? She's attractive. And then, and then all these, you know, all these per, all these pervy senators that are getting caught, you know, uh, in these uh, sex crimes and all this stuff. There, there was another one, uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Green sidekick that's always out there. Um, he he's getting caught up in uh, uh, some sex ring. It, it, it's always some conservative guy getting caught in some sex ring or tapping his toes in the bathroom to lure uh, to lure another guy in uh, on a down low. It's always these Republican guys uh, that suppress their sexuality, <clears throat> but you don't even have to suppress it. Everybody knows when they see LLC that she's, oh my gosh, she's attractive. And of course, that's the first thing you think when you see an attractive female. 
and, and, they, and they, but the audacity for them to act like they were appalled for even for for her even saying that. <laughs> I'm like you, you old, <laughs> you old bastard. Y'all know dang well y'all want to sleep with her. <laughs> stop, stop, stop the, stop the cap. Y'all know damn well y'all want to sleep with her. Stop it. But it was inappropriate for her to say that. Yeah, it was. Well, I'm, I'm not going to touch that with the 10-foot pole because I don't want us to get canceled, but uh, I will say the situation over there is food bar. There's always some kind of scandal. We never hear something nice about the government or like no. or anything like that. It's always some kind of situation of scandal going on. Can we just have a moment of like, a, you know, a week where we see, oh, the government did something good, the government did something great, not AOCs getting predatory on, you know, by <laughs> six, nine-year-old yeah. white men. Yeah. It's a, it, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better in China, what they got going on in China. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The land of the free here so we can speak our opinions without, you know, getting waxed, but that's how it is. Alright. I guess we can go on to our next topic of movie trailers. There was some uh, good stuff that came out recently. Did you happen to see the Moon Knight trailer? Oh my God! I, I, I mean, you. I don't know if I already told you that. You know, I'm a huge fanboy, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Who was um, severely underused in Doom. Yeah. But he hasn't watched that movie. Go ahead. It's a little bit of a slow grind, but he was amazing in it. Yeah, I, I, and, and I don't. I, I know. I know. I'm going to re- get emails about it. And I know, all right. I know. So don't, don't please don't send me an email about it. All right. <laughs> yes, Oscar Isaac has two first names. He's an exception to the rule. Okay. All right. I I I, I like Oscar Isaac. He's an exception to the uh, two first name rules. So yeah, uh, yeah. And then Ethan Hawke uh, looking. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so people only know Oscar Isaac, you know, as his whole name, but that's not his full name. His full name is Oscar Isaac Hernandez Estrada. So oh, he actually this? has, he actually has a full name. Don't what's, worry. What's his ethnicity? I believe he is uh, Guatemalan. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Or, or you know, like one of uh, Puerto Rican. I, I think it's Guatemalan. Um, so yeah, he falls into that whole. Spanish flair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like I, I like that Moon Knight trailer. The thing, the thing that stood out for me, I mean, it's Oscar Isaac, and I'll watch anything he's in because he's such a phenomenal actor. Uh, the the scene that I love the most is when uh, that big. I think it's the the. Um, I, I, of course, I'm not even going front. I know nothing about Moon Knight. The only thing I knew about him is that he wears the white suit because he wants people to see him coming. Which I I always thought was the most gangster of all the Marvel characters, and uh, uh, and then that he has multiple personalities, and then he's uh, he, he has a spirit of an Egyptian god inside of him, and that he gets more power the fuller the moon is. So when it's like a full moon, he gets like super like he can take out the Avengers if it's a full moon. Yeah, I, he has the weirdest abilities within the MCU. I don't know if it's consistent or not, but all I've seen from memes and stuff is that he's a ketamine-fueled Deadpool. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and 
the thing in the trailer that hooked me was uh, that scene where that big old monster is walking down the hall. And I think it's the spirit of the Egyptian god that possesses him. Mm. Uh, and it's walking down the hall and then it's that old woman. Uh, but the way Oscar Isaac is crawling on the on the floor in the elevator, the, the fear in, in his eyes was like when my mom used to whoop my brothers. And I thought I was off the hook and she would turn quick at me like the Resident Evil zombie in part one. <laughs> and I know, yeah, she turned around like that and I knew it was my turn. That's the look I would have on the floor. <laughs> Looking at you like, oh, you laughing? You're next. Yeah. Yep. I, I, just, I had that same scream and everything, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, well, that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 what I love is um, it, it's looking like it, it'll go towards a lot of the mystical side. So yeah. we're going to get some of that batshit crazy Moon Knight, but it looks like we're also going to get some of that badass one. Some people are having mixed feelings about it, but for the most part, I've been hearing people are excited about this. Well, what's the negative stuff you've been hearing? Well, a lot of people are saying it's not going to be an accurate representation of material. It's just going to uh, be a weird kind of show. It's not going to be fun to watch. It's going to be kind of boring. I'm like, look at the trailer. One, you got the man Oscar Isaac. Two, he looks like he has the multiple personality disorder that Moon Knight has. I mean, it... It's, it's hard to say, though. I mean, it's Oscar Isaac, so I'm biased, but I can be objective about it. Like, I, yeah. I worry. I do worry it could be a boring show, now that you mention it. Now, the uh, only thing that'll ruin it is the writing. Because you remember, he was the big guy in X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was bad. He was um, Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, that was bad. And, and and people are like, oh no, this this actor's not that good. You know, he's not that great, or something or that or the other. Some actors get all this onus. It's some of it is the writing. And I'll I'll give you an example. Andrew Garfield in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, he was good in No Way Home. Yeah, he was emotional. I damn near cried every time he was talking about Gwen. Dude, when he face. when he caught MJ, oh my god, I choked up, man. And, and, I, and she asked if he and, and dude, the relief he gave. He say nothing. He was still like choking. He nodded. I was like, God damn it. I grabbed the dude next to me and I'm like, I'm crying. He did it. My boy did. Yeah. But I mean, if I dropped um, what's her name? Uh, Gwen, the girl I played, uh, Emma Stone. If I dropped Emma Stone, dude, I'd never recover. She's so fine. <laughs> I would, I would, yeah, I'd be a broken man too. Move crime, crime rates will be up everywhere. Oh my goodness, single handedly within the universe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gwen Stacy was my other boo in um in the um uh, uh what's his name? Tof- uh, Toby Toby McGuire, uh, Spider Man universe. Yeah. Uh, what was her? Oh my God? She's number two on the list. Or number one. It's energy. Bryce Dallas Howard. She you was know, uh, she was going to stay in that universe. A lot of you know, people have these celebrity crushes when they grow up. Mine, my first one was uh I was watching the Fantastic Four movies. Oh Jessica, was, or Jessica Alba. Alba. Yeah. 
Yeah. She still looks exactly the same, too. Is that vampire blood, man? <laughs> yeah, man. She she hasn't aged today. day. She, her, she looks her and Keanu Reeves. He just got, you know, he just got the beard. That's why he looks older. Yeah, when he shaved that beard in the Matrix, I was like, when he had the beard on, I was like, oh, Keanu's finally aging. He's like 61 now. And then I, he shaved. I was like, holy shit, he still looks good. I know. Some people age gracefully. And, <laughs> you know, you know, I, this is probably one of those stereotypes that I like. But with uh, Asian people, mm-hmm. we, we tend to we tend to you know age towards the latter half of the years. Yeah. Um, I, I think for for a lot of Asian women, it goes from the scale of like you 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 change from when you're a baby to when you're 20, and then you look the same until you're 45, and then you start getting a little smaller, and then menopause, and you shrink and start turned down. Yeah. And then black people, I don't think there is a wall. <laughs> I don't think we age at all, man. I don't. <laughs> Morgan Freeman has looked the same since I've been two years old. Dude, Morgan Freeman's been sixty-seven since <laughs> since forever, man. I, yeah. Him and uh, Denzel. Denzel, I saw, I saw a trailer of him in Macbeth, and Denzel still look good, man. He still looks the same. I, I, I feel like I've seen Denzel age, but more like a fine wine. You know, he has I, some of that old kind of old, old man uh, aura to him, but he, he's like a gentleman. You, you are give you, that aura respect. You know, you're like, oh. This is the are guy. you referring to, are you referring to him in real life or on camera? Both. Like when he's on camera, I, I he doesn't age. Like, but in real life, he'd be looking old. <laughs> and, and and that's part of the thing with makeup. Obviously, you're gonna look better because um, people want to make you look a certain way for certain things. But I, I mean, for 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 Denzel, he he just looks good. You know, even, yeah, he, even if he looks a little bit older in real life, you're like, you still got it. Yeah, and they be doing a clean cut on Denzel. Whoever his barber is, they be doing him right. I can't I can't get a fade for the life of me. My head is shaped like an egg. Yeah, my, my head is too big. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm I already... can get a beard like Mr. Miyagi, though. I can do that. Yeah, I finally cut my beard off. I, I got a goatee, but... I had to get rid of my. I'll probably grow back out my beard, but it was getting bad. I finally let it go. But speak, speaking of aging and rounding it back to Moon Knight, uh, somebody that did not age well uh, was Ethan Hawke. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, he put some body. Yeah, it looked like Ethan Hawke was playing Ethan Hawke playing a character in Moon Knight. <laughs> I, I remember what's the what's the last thing I seen him in. Uh, no, it, it's not a movie. Uh, the Magnificent Seven. I think that's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that with Denzel. He's had that specific facial hair for the last 10 years, it feels like. Yeah. The last time I haven't seen him without facial hair was uh, Training Day with Denzel. Oh, my goodness. That's the only time I can remember him without facial hair. It. <laughs> You know, it's always weird to see people in, in forms of media that you haven't or that you don't really remember. You ever seen Dead Poets Society? Yeah. 
He was in that. Was he? Yeah. With Robin Williams. He was in that. Okay. That yeah, was before it, training day, too. So It's been a while since I've seen that, yeah. And, you know, and, and, and speaking of other people, if you remember, Michael B. Jordan, um, he, he was on The Wire. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I forgot about that, too. The body no, I mean, of work that these people yeah. have is amazing. Yeah, I remember that they they shot shot him up in that episode, that one episode, yeah, in that house. That was cold too. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, um, but Moon Knight, it looked it looked good, man. It looked yeah, good. I'm excited. We'll see how it goes. It can either be one of the best things, or it can either be one of the worst things. And speaking about some of the worst things, it's going into our movie review for the week. Oh, I, I want to say while we're on the subject, while we're on the subject of Marvel and worse things, I briefly wanted to sneak in Josh Whedon in there. Oh my goodness! Because uh, he's coming out trying to, he's trying to, he finally. <laughs> I, I I picture him like being in this dark room, just writing a thousand scripts and then tossing them to the side, and we got a we got the back shot of him with just the, the it's in the dark room with the overlight over him, and it's a behind shot and him just writing and then throwing away a paper. And in writing, and they were in a way of paper, and him finally coming up with his response to you know Gal Gadot and Ray Fisher, and um, Ben Affleck called him uh, pretty much an asshole, and the, the working environment was terrible too um, for Justice League. And he finally responded and was saying that you know everybody's lying on him, and uh, he Ray Fisher was just a, a shitty actor, which. Me and you, when we reviewed Justice, our in-depth Justice League review, we were like, we should have called it the Ray Fisher's Justice League because he Ray delivered. Fisher. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Josh Whedon trying to say that he he was a shitty actor. And uh, he said that he never threatened Gal Gadot's career. And, um, you, you know, he's he's pretty much just deflecting. His response pissed me off. He said, they didn't understand the use of my flowery language. The fuck do you yeah. mean flowery yeah. language? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I want to say, um, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's pretty obvious who's lying. It, it, it's Josh Whedon, and you know he's an asshole. And I've always you just tell by his cranium, the way he looks in his beady eyes, that he's an asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, and then he was, you know, claiming he's a feminist and all this stuff, but. You know, he's doing all these gratuitous shots of Gal Gadot in, in the movie and all this stuff. And, you know, it's Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, um, Gal Gadot. All these people are saying that he's an asshole and there's a terrible working set. Uh, and, uh, and then Josh Whedon is trying to defend himself. But, you know, I try to be objective about it. You know, the, and the, the devil uh, can tell you, can, it lies all the time, but he can tell you the truth too. Um, and I, you know, and maybe maybe Josh Whedon isn't lying, but uh, I, I think he's lying. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I think he, I think he's the problem uh, on that set. And I, and, I think, yeah. And and you saw it with how the Snyder Cut came out. It was yeah. Snyder. It was all. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And that's why Avengers two sucked as well. Uh, Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ultron's yeah. supposed to be one of like the penultimate villains uh, of the Avengers. 
Yeah. And that was a dud. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I thought I thought that was just interesting. I thought I mentioned that while we're talking about Marvel and stuff before we go into the movie review. But yeah, it was just um yeah, it's a it's unfortunate. It, I just thought it was weird that he took all this time and then finally responded out randomly. It, it was almost as if like you think we're still thinking about you? <laughs> we, we forgot about you. We like did, an attempt it, to make himself relevant again, like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's like Kevin Spacey coming out. I didn't fuck any boys. You know what oh I mean? Still alive, Kevin? <laughs> we forgot about you. <laughs> I I touched that. I touched that. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. It's about that time for our sponsors to help us keep these lights on. So we decided this week to go back to our usual trend of uh, a movie review, but we kind of limited it to one. And, you know, we, we, we did the whole wheel of movies and we got, to... <laughs> I don't know how we, I don't know how we got back to this man. It's another Marvel movie. Your boy, your it's boy. It uh, also features uh, Jaime Presley and a few others, also Gabriel Glacius. It was called A Haunted House 2, released in 2014. Uh, do you want to get in the synopsis of this? Uh, synopsis is... I. So, you, you're saying it's not a sequel, right? I, I don't believe so. I feel... I, it felt like a sequel, but anyway, it's a... Uh, no, 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 it, no, it is a sequel, because there was one that came out the year before, I think. Okay. Yeah, so it's... I, I think it's... A parody of um, Sinister and a bunch of other scary movies overall, um, but it's Marlon Wayne's character, which I never figured out his real name in the movie. Um, but Marlon Wayne's character moves into this, uh, has a girlfriend. It starts off with Marlon Wayne's in a car um, with his cousin, and uh, they're in his taxi, in his Uber or a taxi with his girlfriend, who's possessed by a demon. And then they get into an accident and then a car accident and they run away. And it was super random. I'm assuming it's from the ending from the first movie. Um, And uh, it took, it was a year later that we get back to? I believe so. Like some amount of time after that point. And his experience uh, with that demon or black girl was so bad that he went to a single white mom with two kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he said I'm not going back uh, make sure and then it, the movie like it starts off hard um, uh, but the synopsis uh, yeah I say he after his losing his girlfriend in a car accident he moves in with a single um, white mom with two kids and uh, in a house that's haunted and uh, shenanigans begin at, um him trying to figure out what's going on and how to uh, defeat whatever entity is haunting the house. Um, yeah, it, it sounds like a great synopsis to, uh, to you, know, you know, a scary film, but it's, it's about the Waze movie. Yeah. You know it, going on. Yeah, and you can tell by what's going to happen in this movie in the very beginning as he's moving in with his family. Uh, you know, the, they have the typical uh, white teenager kids talking back to their mom, talking crazy to their mom and all that. 
and Marlon Wayans is like, you ain't going to do that in the black family and all that stuff, his typical stuff. And uh, but the thing that threw me off, I was like, okay, here we go with Marlon Wayans doing his usual stereotypical black people, white people, this uh, comedy. Um, The thing that shocked me uh, within the first five minutes of the film was as they're moving a I think it was a piano or something. (laughs) Uh, Their dog uh, is under. Oh, the same. Yeah, oh, it's a safe, and it, the safe just lands on the dog and crushes the dog. And I was like, oh, my God, they just killed the dog. And, it, and of course, Marlon Wayans doesn't leave it there. Uh, the dog named Shiloh, and uh, he lifts up the safe, and he's, like, rolling the dog around in the air and, uh, like, kicking it and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, my God. And, and keep in mind, the dog is fighting as a pancake at this point. Yeah, yeah, and it's super—it's super graphic. Yeah. But among among other things, this this movie only had one speed, and that was confusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, it, I'm pretty sure um, they wrote the script on set while they were filming it. It, it moved so fast, and, and the continuity was—I can't even say continuity because that sounds counterintuitive. Yeah, there is there is no um, like continuity or like um, a screen. There is no screenplay for this movie. It's just Marlon Wayne's uh, doing whatever he feels like is funny at the time. Yeah, and and it, uh, and it has one of those spirits possessing, I believe, a doll. Yeah, Abigail. <laughs> yeah, Abigail. So it's a, it's a weird doll of pigtails. And, and you, you think that it's threatening him or doing all this, but he has a very interesting relation with the doll. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a knockoff of uh, Annabelle, the three Annabelle movies from the Conjuring universe. And uh, yeah, I thought um, that is the most graphic sex scene I've ever seen. And I, 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 saw, I watched Irreversible with Monica Belushi. Oh my God. And this, this is the most graphic sex scene. Like, it, it, I, in in this movie, should have prepared me, but I was not prepared for how many ass Marlon Wayne ass shots uh, that they had in this movie, and 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 how sweaty <laughs> he was. This whole entire movie, he was like in the jungle, sweaty. This whole movie. He, he, was, he was getting a workout. I mean, they were putting the WWE moves on him. I, I, oh, my you God. Know, uh, I, I will say, you know, in all of these stereotypical movies, they always put on stereotypes or, like, certain things. Like, Gabriel Iglesias played a typical Hispanic uh, dude, you know, cutting grass and everything. Yeah. Uh, his, his name was Miguel Jose Jesus Rosales. <laughs> but he actually has a, a, you know, his last name in reality is Smith. And yeah, he says this one line in the movie. Well, you wouldn't trust your uh, your grass cutting to a guy named Smith, would you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and then that goes into one part. I believe uh, uh, Malcolm. Oh, we, oh, yeah, that's the name Malcolm in the show. Uh, uh, the movie Marlon Wayne's character. He gets possessed by the spirit, and they're trying to exercise it out of him. They end up kind of lynching him. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. all white people, and then even Gabriel gets a hit in every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> with a shovel and then everything. Yeah. yeah, it was um, 
that was a weird movie and a lot of weird jokes in there too like the the um blowjob jokes about the teenage daughter i thought that was super weird yeah but 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 they leaned into her uh you know being like a typical teenage girl who's just looking for sex the whole time yeah but they went hard <laughs> on her uh yeah they went a little i mean marlon wayne's writing the jokes they went hard and yeah. then and then like it was marlon wayne's like getting aroused by these random demonic videos online and he just he was he was a sexual deviant wasn't he it was it was hella sexual in a lot of parts i was surprised i was like what the hell is going on here yeah like i, I don't know like it is Mar- like um was it because the house fueled him even more or was he just a pervert to begin with that's a good question i'm gonna say a little bit of both <laughs> that, that professor he asked didn't help either. No, he didn't. No, he he asked some kind of professor or you know a guide in order to help him. Um, <laughs> and that and that and that professor has some kind of other operation going on. Yeah, yeah, some kind of uh, drug selling operation or something, wasn't it, didn't he? I believe so, yeah. And uh, I think at one point he gets arrested and he goes to jail. And and, and there's some things that happen between him and the other people uh, that he gets locked up with. Yeah, what's the line he says before he had to go? Uh, it's uh, it's time for the Mandingo party. Got to dirty the snow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> dirty the snow. That was that killed me. That was actually funny. That was actually funny. It oh, was Mark, Mark Henry from the WWE that comes in the prison and behind him says it's time to dirty the snow. He that, got his shirt off and everything. He's all sweaty. He's coming up to me. Like he's sweaty. Of course he's sweaty. He's he's licking his finger like he's gonna get a good piece of meat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was like three other black dudes waiting in line. <laughs> I swear I saw one of those dudes rubbing their hands, getting ready to eat a meal. Yeah, man. Oh, man. That was hilarious to me for some reason. And uh, yeah. I, I would say that actually, uh, we're going to do this part a little bit early, but I actually have uh, the uh, underrated hero of the week. And oh, you do? Huh? It was on that movie. Um I'd say it was actually two people. One being uh, Marlon Wayne's cousin, who was in the beginning, who kind of helped him with his uh, previous possessed wife. And then oh, he end, was a dude. Yeah. And and then uh, he came in at the end trying to find Malcolm again, even though it was scared as all hell. And then um, uh, Marlon's uh, son, uh, of, of of his new family, the kid Wyatt. Oh, why do you say him? Because he was helping him the entire time. And even though he's a little bit crazy in the head, he was helping Malcolm while he was possessing yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, that was a... It sounds like we're just going randomly um, about the movie without any plot. But that's the movie. That's the movie. That's a, That's exactly how anybody would review this movie. It's just random comedy bits. And then they were like, oh, shit, we got to wrap this up. Like, there's there's random scenes of Aunt Abigail sending um, Malcolm nudes. There is no movie. structure. Do there you remember that? No the, 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 there is no structure to this movie. Yeah, the possessed owl is sending him nudes on the beach for no reason. I, and then, 
the, the funniest uh, part in the movie uh, for me uh, that had me dying, I had to rewind it a couple times. I'm, a, I'm, I'm biased anyway because I love Cedric the Entertainer. Um, uh, oh, oh, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. But that was the second funniest part. The funniest part to me was uh, uh, when he's looking at that sinister um, demon on the grainy film with the family in the tree. And uh, there's one scene where he uh, reenacting the scene from Sinister and he's uh, trying to uh, look at the screen while the uh, demon is not looking at him and he keeps trying to catch him looking at him. Do you remember that? (laughs) And then he... Yeah, and he keeps turning his head at the last second and then he finally catches him. He's like, ha ha, I caught you. And then demon's like, no, you didn't. (laughs) 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 And then he... (laughs) <laughs> now, now I, I will say the movie did actually have one genuinely scary part for me and i knew it was coming marlon after looking at the uh after looking at those grainy videos mm-hmm. um, he looks out the window while he's doing some research and then he hears something outside and it does a goddamn jump scare that scared the absolute living hell out of me what, what was the jump scare I believe it was his his uh, his possessed wife came out for a second. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. And, and it was for a split second. I knew it was coming, but it still got me. That's funny. <laughs> and, and, oh, and, and, then, and then the ending to that movie actually shows her could come back up again. Yeah, yeah, she comes back at the end. I, I also uh, a couple of favorite things in the movie was. Um, <laughs> Uh, Shiloh three, uh, when he uh, they got the puppy in the box for him, and he didn't oh, know the puppy, no. and he beat the hell out that puppy, and chainsawed it, and the puppy was still alive somehow, so he shotgunned it. Mm. <laughs> I was like, come on, man, that's a, Peter got some problems. Peter's gonna have some problems with this movie. And I don't then, know. Uh, for, for for me, my favorite moment was the Mandingo party scene. That that was hilarious. And then uh, one of my other favorite things was Cedric the Entertainer in there and his introduction uh, in, in there. He says uh, he has a problem with the uh, priests, you know, talking to all the other priests. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they get on him about doing something. What were they getting on him about? I, 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 for, I forget, but they picked him out of the crowd. He did something wrong. And then Cedric the Entertainer, he's a priest in the movie. And he's like, come on, man. It ain't like I'm raping motherfuckers no more. And then he shanked, then he shanked the priest. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I was like, holy shit. They got it. He, he literally said that. But I was like, it's a different time. It's a different time a couple of years ago. You could get away with comedy like that. Yeah. And I, I think that's the dichotomy of like how much has changed. I mean, you can't you can't make some of these jokes anymore. They had a scene where Marlon and Gabriel were fighting a chicken. Oh, that was that was funny. That and was. And after that whole battle, Gabriel looks at Marlon like, "Hey, what do we do with the chicken?" He's like, "Hey, just because I'm black, you think I know what to do with this chicken?" And then the next thing, they're eating fried chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You, you can't do those jokes anymore. Yeah, that was yeah, <laughs> and they were doing a lot of racist Mexican jokes. Marlon Wayne was to, to Gabriel Iglesias, uh, but they were giving it to each other. 
Yeah. But um, it was um, an interesting movie. I, w- I would say um, uh, six top sex topless was better than this movie. <laughs> Heavy shoulders above this movie, and I love that movie. Oh yeah, I, I I would say that's way better. But uh, it's still one of those movies where you scratch your head and be like, why did I just spend an hour and a half of my time on this? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't even say it was so bad. It's good. It's just a bad movie. It's just a bad movie. It's just a bad movie. Yeah, I would but give it a three, three out of ten. If you have time to kill and you want to make some kind of game out of the movie, like take a shot every time Marlon goes nuts, will you? Which, in, in which case, you will be drunk and dead by the end of the movie. But um, I, I would say just watch it as <laughs> I, I would say with as little information as possible. Of course, if you're watching this or if you're hearing this podcast that's really not going to be a possibility but just have fun with it know what kind of movie it is and just enjoy the ride yeah and i know marlon did it looked like it <laughs> yeah oh he, he enjoyed the hell out of this movie yeah yeah so that's our our movie review what, what would you give it I, I you know i'll be nice it made me laugh i'll give it a three <laughs> yeah i did yeah i'm there with you i, I gave it a three also I, I just uh, five would be average, and then below average, uh, below a five indicates that the simple basics of a filmmaking process, some of those are omitted in this movie, and s- screenplay, acting, uh, plot, all, all that is just missing in this movie. It's just atrocious. But it did make you laugh. There were some parts that made me laugh. That's true. Which is why they I gave it a three. Um, so yeah, that's our our movie review this week. Sorry, it's a quick one, but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll go on to some other stuff. If you guys want to suggest some, uh, send send them uh, blackmanisseattle at gmail dot com. On to our uh, sports news. Um, you know, it's been it's been a. It's been a really rough uh, couple weeks for me um, here in Seattle with the mm. sport. Um, it's been really hard. It's been really hard. Uh, I don't. The Seahawks lost, and mm-hmm. Russell talked about Russell says he wants to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, Sometimes you gotta let people go so you can get a little closer. You know, if you love something, let it go. Mm. You know, well, if I, I have something to help you wipe your tears, what's that? Let me give you this Odell Beckham Jr. jersey. Oh, you, you bastard! <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> oh man, did you? I I didn't finish the game. Uh, I only watched the first half of the Cincinnati uh, Tennessee game. Uh, do you know who won? Uh, I believe uh, before we started, I think the Bengals won. I think there was an interception that ended the game. So let me see. Well, they came back. Okay. Yeah. So they uh, they they did get an interception, um, and that set up the uh, field goal for them, and they ended it on that. As we were doing the first part of this podcast. The San Francisco and Green Bay game just ended. And Who won? San Francisco won. 
Wow. Score was 13 to 10. Wow. They, they tied up the game on a blo- uh, a blocked punt return. And then they set up in field goal range with four seconds to go. Wow. So they're no. moving on to the next round. No timeout? They set up with the field goal with no timeout? So they had one timeout, and they used it at four seconds because they, oh. they were near, like, the uh, – 35 yard line so that set him up for like a 45 yard field goal wow dude Aaron Rodgers man he his legacy has got to be tarnished now it, it, it's complicated he's only been to the Super Bowl once yeah I mean he's just yeah I, I never thought he was as good as people say he is um but yeah and then that weird horseshoe goatee beard thing he got going on this year I'm sure it threw off his equilibrium. And then uh, his uh, fake, uh, you know, him lying about being immunized. And, yeah, it's it been a weird year for him. But, yeah, San Fran, man, they're doing – I mean, somehow they're doing the damn thing. Good for them, man. It'd be, it'd be cool to see San Fran actually make it to the um, Super Bowl. Oh, don't you dare do that to me. It'd be cool. No, 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 no. Man, some for some reason the 49ers have the Rams business. Yeah, some reason the Rams have the Seahawks business. We we can't well it be it be it be what it be. Sorry. <laughs> what it be is the Seahawks ain't in it. Like I, I posted on uh my Twitter page, a black man in Seattle, by the way. But you know, we got hundreds of listeners. Um but some reason, not one follower on Twitter. Um, but anyways, uh, a black man in Seattle on Twitter, and uh, you know, uh, Russell's talking and you know, sending him doing his cryptic message. The last time we talked, no, no, that was the first episode. Uh, we were talking about how Russell's doing his smoke signals, mm-hmm. and I and I was depressed about it. Now he's doing it again, back to square one. And nobody knows what's going on with him. Maybe Sierra does. Um, but he, you know, he I, I've seen uh more uh that that uh uh whatever they're selling, I think it's a perfume or something. Um pictures of Russell Wilson with that. You know, I'm not even gonna go there. because uh, I want him back. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna roast you. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna roast you yet, Russell. You still, <laughs> you still the home. You still the homie, so I ain't gonna let you have it yet. All right. I will. Oh, Get, well, go rid, ahead. Of that. Get rid of those goddamn Jerry Crows that you got with that. <laughs> <laughs> you got those Jermaine Jackson curls, man. Stop doing those L'Oreal commercials. Stop posting on, these man. workout videos and just get Bro. to work. Yeah. And I bared, man, looking too silky. <laughs> it's time it's time to shave or let it be a little rough. It's too smooth. It looks he's like he's doing, his beard. He's doing those head and shoulders commercial where his, where his hair grows to like 14 feet long. Yeah, and his hair is long and everything now, too. I don't know. And then he's wearing those those small circle um, Hollywood uh, uh, natural born killers with Woody Wills, uh, 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 uh Woody Harrelson, uh, gla- sunglasses. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. 
I can't stand those sunglasses, man. I can't stand those. And then Russell be wearing those. I love dude, Russell. Russell, I love you. If you listen to Russell, I love you. All right. And I, I'm using that word um, very loosely because I, I, I don't really mean that I love you. It means I like you a lot. I like you a lot, Russell. <laughs> There's only few people I could probably count on one hand the amount of people I've told I actually love. And I got two. I got two kids, so <laughs> that's a, at least only three. You know, you, right. know, you know, you know what that means, Russell Wilson. It was over before I started. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it probably, it probably was. I like you a lot, Russell. Let's say that. I like you more than I like you more than most. All right. You didn't even give him a chance. You just shut the door. <laughs> I did. I did. I like you more than most, Russell. Please, man, don't leave. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we won't we, we won't roast it. We got your back here, Russell. We just playing with you. We, you know, do you if you feel good about those L'Oreal commercials and those Dove soap commercials and those uh, uh, perfume commercials that you're doing with Sarah and all that stuff. If you if you, that makes you happy, do it. All right. Hold up. I, I will ask you a question. All right. If, if you could have right now either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady instead of Russell Wilson, would you take either? of them? No. Even if you got to the Super Bowl, no. So you wouldn't take them at all. You would stick with Russell, even if you potentially don't make the playoffs or a first round exit. Hate is the opposite of love, and it indicates that that person did something to you personally. If you hate somebody, I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> I hate Tom Brady, uh, and I extreme I have extreme dislike of Aaron Rodgers. And uh and both of them have two first names. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, of course that's I mean, I mean I mean I mean Rogers isn't really a first name though. No, it's close it's like, enough it's like, though. It's <laughs> I mean I mean come on you know like comic book hero Steve Rogers you can't you can't do that man come on yeah, 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 he's an exception to the rule too. But <laughs> I mean, to <laughs> yeah, so is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson got two first names too. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, I would, I, would, I wouldn't trade Russell Wilson for any quarterback in the league. I think he's, I think he's the best quarterback in the league. I just don't, I just don't think he ever had the an offensive line to prove it, or the weapons to prove it ever. But and I don't, I, I don't would think... call him the best this year though. I think he's the best this year, but he just he was out for three or four games, and then when he came back, he was a little uh, stiff, and he came back early. I mean, uh, you have you have Josh Allen, you have Matthew Stafford, you have Tom Brady. I mean, these guys have been putting up numbers this year. So Josh Allen is a beast this year, and again, he's a guy with two first names. Um, but <laughs> he, what is up with the, did these moms just give up? Man, I, I don't on? know, but um. I'm I'm excited for uh, tomorrow because I believe the the Bills play the Chiefs, and I'm excited to see what he does against Mahomes. Yeah, my homeboy. Mahomes, my homeboy. It's been weird this year, though. There's been a lot of interceptions. Yeah. Throughout the NFL, Matthew Stafford being no exception, he's got like 20 of them. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, it's been a weird day in the NFL, and just just to be in a weird day in this Seattle, just being a Seahawks fan. I mean, like, um, I thought uh, first of all, Tyler Lockett had a thousand yards uh, this year, and that was that was silent a thousand yards. 
I didn't realize he had a thousand yards. And then we were forcing the ball to DK Metcalf, like like it was uh, like like we were playing basketball. You know how you try to force the ball to get it to Michael Jordan, so Michael Jordan can do something with the ball, or you got to you got to feed Steph Curry so Steph can do something with the ball. It, it it's it's not the same sport. Especially if it's a wide receiver. You can't force the ball to a wide receiver. It ain't like he's going to, you know, dribble it through his legs or something after he catches it. He He's either open or he's not. And for all year, Russell was forcing the ball to uh, DK so he wouldn't whine on the sideline. And it was just – it was terrible to watch. It, I, man, I was so angry this year. Yeah, well, that, that whole situation in Seattle, it, it was – man, it was not good. On the flip side, you have the Rams. We have too many receivers. We actually have a lot of options. You have Tyler Higby, you have Cooper, oh. Cole, you have Odell Beckham. Oh. You have a ton of these guys on the offense. Oh, that's Cooper so sad. Cooper, <laughs> Cooper Cup this year. You guess how many yards he had for receiving? How many? He had nineteen thousand or nineteen hundred forty-seven. Nineteen hundred yards. Forty-seven. He had sixteen touchdowns and one hundred and forty-five receptions. I bet you half of all those stats were against Seattle. <laughs> it, it definitely felt like we got the cup. <laughs> uh, I mean, checked us. This year, Cooper Cup was giving people the business. He was doing <laughs> some like shoestring catches from the knees, from the elbow, behind his head. He was, I mean, it was nasty. Yeah, he's like a better version of uh, who was that? Sure-handed receiver in New England, uh, Edelman. Yeah. Oh, Julian Edelman. Yeah, he's like an even better version of Edelman. Yeah, I think Cooper Cup is the best receiver in the league. He he is a beast, man, and he's he's a, he's a middle. You know, he's in the middle. He doesn't go for those crazy, you know, long yardage. It's always down the middle and short yard gains, and always catching twenty balls a game or something. It seems like. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and you kind of want that reliable receiver. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's weird because Cooper Cup, he's been having everything on the – like, you have the short receptions, you have the long receptions, you have receptions that you think would have been interceptions, and you have receptions that out of nowhere he just gets, like, like a 40-yard ball from Matthew Stafford that you don't know why Cooper Cup was there. And you just say, oh, my God, he's so open. Cup check. Yeah. Cup check. Yeah, I mean, because – I, I mean – I really hope that they win it this year so that Cup – I mean, I don't know if a receiver's ever gotten this much praise, but I think he can he can do some MVP uh, – some MVP votes. Oh, definitely, yeah. Because it, it, I, I, I don't even know who the quarterback for um, the Rams is. It's not Bradford anymore, right? No, it's, it's Matthew Stafford, who was from – you remember he was from Detroit. Yeah. He was stuck there for like 13 years. Yeah. And, and he's been a monster this year in the fourth quarter. And, and I really hope that pays off. That's funny you said that he was stuck there for 13 years. That's what everybody in Detroit says. I've been <laughs> I've been stuck there for 13 years. <laughs> but but I mean, hey, he he didn't have a playoff win in the whole time he was there. Now he has one in his first year in in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, he, that says he something. Over 48 Hundred yards, Wolf. And Bradford, and Bradford ain't doing shit in Detroit. <laughs> Bradford ain't doing shit in Detroit with Jared Goff. Yeah, 
obviously, you know, it was it, it, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the player. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, golf ain't doing nothing in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sad. Um, yeah, man. The NFL is. I think it'll be interesting this year. It won't be the same. I mean, somebody's got to knock off Tom Brady and the Bucks, but um, if they get eliminated, it'll be interesting to see somebody else in the playoffs this year. I mean, for the so, Super Bowl. If you want Tom Brady and the Bucks to be, you know, eliminated, you're gonna have to do something which is gonna tear at your very soul. You're gonna have to root for the Rams. Hmm. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs> oh no, you did not do that. <laughs> you hate the Rams more than Tom Brady. That's that's oh, that's hard, man. That's like that's like choosing which finger you want to lose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one. Um. Uh, in, in in other sports news, did you did you watch the uh, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley fight? Man, I'm I'm done with that whole fiasco. I could care less about who he fights at this point. It's just a did money grab. Did you see it? No, no, no. What happened? TKO. He TKO'd uh, Woodley. <laughs> it was a it was a later round. I forget. It was like the seventh or eighth round. And they just walked up to each other, and uh, um, Jake Paul just hit him, and he fell. And TKO. You know, yeah, it's weird. It looked like it was set up. I mean, just like the um, Logan Paul and um, Mayweather fight, that looked like a setup. It... I mean, because yeah, it doesn't. I mean, Mayweather is the greatest boxer ever. Mayweather should have wiped the floor with uh, uh, Logan Paul in the first round. It makes no sense that he lasted that long. I mean, you saw him propping him up. Yeah, yeah. He, he was I going did. down. You saw him propping him up. He's like, hey, hey, we got to get more money here. <laughs> you got to keep going. Yeah. And this was a couple weeks ago that that happened. That was uh, Woodley and Paul part two. But I mentioned that because um, they're number – I mean, they were number nine on the – or number 10 on the list for uh, existential threats to African-American community because uh, they're slowly killing us one by one, one, bo- one box match at a time. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, me, me and OG made the list last year on Sidebar. Um, and th- I think they're slowly moving up to number eight. <clears throat> and because uh, Jake Paul now is challenging Mike Tyson – and Mike Tyson might accept, it sounds like. No. <laughs> no. 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 Why, why you say that? Hell no. Why? Why for who? For either party or for Mike Tyson? Tyson. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah, he, he he don't need it. He's already cemented as one of the best boxers in history. You don't need to be going up against chicken fingers over there. Yeah, like I mean, I, you 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 seen the training videos from last year when he was about to fight that one guy again? He was man, he was lifting up a whole rack. I, I felt like he could crush my skull with his, with his forearm. Yeah, I've seen him punching a bag and stuff, and 
training and punching it, dude, he still got it. And Joe Rogan was talking about uh, the power that Mike Tyson still has. It's like it, it scared Joe Rogan. Like one punch and his rip is done. Yeah. yeah. But if, I mean, if Mike Tyson fights uh, Jake Paul, and Jake Paul is the more skilled boxer, well, I think um, Logan Paul is the more skilled boxer, but Jake has the more power. Um, but if Mike Tyson goes in the ring with Jake Paul and the match lasts more than four rounds, I know I know it's a cash grab. Most definitely. I know all these fights have been. I mean, the, Mayweather versus some guy that's never boxed anybody for real, and he went nine rounds with them? Come on, man. There's no, there's, there's, there's no point. At that point, like, like, what, like, what are you doing? You're just doing this for the money. Yeah, yeah, it was some BS. But yeah, I thought, I thought it was interesting. They're moving up the list. We, we might have to reassess the existential threats to African African American community. Uh, quickly, quickly go down to um, some um, signing deals that happened a couple weeks ago uh, in sports. Uh, the Mariners. Trade two spot, uh, two prospects to the Padres uh, for second baseman Adam Frazier. You're familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Is he good? Uh, as that's kind of subjective. What it means to be good, he's reliable. Is all I'll say. It's got to be better than what we have. He's reliable than pretty much what you gave up. Yeah. Uh, Cy Young winner uh, Robbie Ray signed a five-year, one hundred fifteen million dollar deal with the Mariners. Saw that. That that one surprised the hell out of me. No offense. Yeah, I, and when I was taking notes of that, um, I wrote there in parentheses, "It won't matter." <laughs> <laughs> I said it last year, and I'll say it again: It don't matter. Hey, hey, hey. Hold up. At, at least you didn't lose. Dodgers lost Corey Seager. I was just about to mention Corey Seager signed a 10-year, $325 million deal with the Rangers. He got that bag. And I don't know why he went there when L.A. could have given him just as much money because they would have given him just as much money. Yeah. I think I think it's the uh, I think every you know all the people from LA are going to Texas now anyway. Yeah, I, I feel like everyone goes to Texas at that point. I mean, I, I still feel like baseball contracts are just albatrosses. You you have ten year contracts. That's your entire career, pretty much. It's, some people, yeah, yeah, that's crazy, and a lot of it's guaranteed. I mean, like, um, what the hell? But that's crazy though. And like um let's let's like uh the difference between hitters and pitchers, how much they get paid. Like, you know, Corey Seeger signed a 10 year, $325 million deal with the Rangers, but Matt Scherzer signed a three year, $130 million deal with the Mets. It, it's, it's it's been weird. So we also hmm. I forgot what, what we gave Kershaw for, for a little bit of time, but I remember he had a huge contract as well. I mean, we gave Mookie 300 million. You gave Mookie 300? We gave Mookie 300 for 10 years. I mean, what? 
Yeah. So he's going to be here for the rest of his career. He's locked in. Well, I remember when we signed Cano for 250 for 10 years. And, and Cano did good for us for a couple of years, but he didn't play the whole 10. No, but I mean, hey, we, we won a championship with him. And there's talks of now we might get Freddie Freeman possibly if he doesn't sign back with Atlanta, which I think I think he's going to sign back with Atlanta. I don't know why they wouldn't pay him. He's their best hitter. Yeah. Like, if, if they don't pay him, that's just going to be a blight. They just won the World Series. Why would you not bring back the heart and soul of your team? Yeah, I mean, they just signed uh, Kirby Yates to a two-year $8.25 million deal, their pitcher. And uh, I, and there's also rumblings that they might target Correa. Wow. Yeah, I, they'll probably win it again. But you, but you see all these teams go in at a certain point. I mean, the Dodgers do this every year where they get, like, some amazing player in free agency or they trade for this guy or the other. We we got uh we got Scherzer in the middle of the year. Max yeah. Scherzer, that was insane, and he was one of the best pitchers for like a, two months. I mean, he was not gonna be, he was lights out, and, and we also I mean sometimes we just find gems too. Albert Pujols was getting lo- ready to retire. It looked like it looked like he was done that he couldn't hit a lick. All of a sudden he comes to the Dodgers. He's hitting home runs. He's getting on base. He's getting RBIs. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, everybody uh, comes here to Seattle in their prime, and then they get their belly, and they they just they just get comfortable and crap their pants out here. Every time we get somebody a big deal, except for Cano, he underperformed his contract, and I only think he did like three, four or five years while he was here. He didn't do anywhere near 10 years. Um, but uh, he did. He did decent. I mean, but everybody else, like, we got the Richie Sexton deals and all that, or the, or um, was that one guy, that one pitcher that refused to pitch past five innings on his? Uh, I forget his name. But yeah, it was it was any anybody else we signed. Uh, it, oh, Cliff Lee, he was good. The one or two years we had him here. Uh, but besides that, it was uh, it's all trash. But yeah, I, I'm looking at at y'all's uh, players right now. We have players. <laughs> you 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 do have two that I'll mention. That's probably the most noticeable the names being Robbie Ray and Mike and Mitch Hanniger. Yeah, that's about it. And um, I don't know who any of these other guys are. I mean, Cal <laughs> Lewis was supposed to be the next. Uh, uh, Griffey, but he crapped the crapped the bed. I mean, but you you do have you know some young guys on the squad too, so hopefully they can get better, like Julio Rodriguez. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, that's your right fielder right there. Who? Hey, man, Kyle. Come on. Who? <laughs> Dude, we were so bad that we made uh, Kyle Seeger retire. I, you know, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Corey said, "I'll take, I'll take, I'll take care of the West Coast division." <laughs> I'll take it. I wasn't gonna mention it. He said, "I'll do it yeah. myself." Brother. <laughs> 
I mean, he got out in a heartbeat after what happened. Because you guys almost got into the playoffs. Almost. You were right there. And, yeah. And, and they shut the door on you. Hey, Seattle, I told you it won't matter. We're not making a playoffs. I told you, Seattle. <laughs> I wasn't worried for a second. I knew some way, just like the Cowboys, I knew some way, somehow, they'll screw it up. I, man, I, you don't know how happy I was when the Cowboys lost. <laughs> the, the first thing I did, I rushed to my computer uh, on Monday to look at uh, Stephen <laughs> Smith. <laughs> yeah, he had all those pictures of the fans reacting and the the sad music in the background. It was hilarious. The, the best part is whenever the Cowboys lose and he has a cigar and the Cowboy hat on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love him drinking the tears of the Cowboy fan. I love it. You know it. what? So do half the people and the guy. I'm still surprised that the Cowboys are considered America's football team. I, I, I would think it was. I mean, everybody knows it was the Patriots. It it, it was pretty much the Patriots for the time yeah. Tom Brady was there. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think I think it's just by name, but not actual status. Yeah, like association. I mean, you're not really getting it. So yeah, I mean, I mean, what have the Cowboys done? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, but that's our our sports segment. Uh, any anything else you wanted to add to it before we move on? Yeah. Uh, well, no. Uh, I guess we could move into our next topic, which will be our final topic for the night, which is our gaming news. Um, All right. Microsoft. Made oh man. Acquisition. So, Microsoft has now bought the rights to Activision Blizzard software. Um, 68 point, was it 68.75 million, something like that? It's the largest acquisition in in gaming history. It was, yeah, oh my goodness. I remember when they bought Minecraft for $1.5 billion, I think it was. And I was like, holy crap, no studio is worth that much. And then they bought Bethesda for like $7 billion or something like that. Yeah. This is $69 billion. It's, th- that's, a, hold on, I got to go. Let me, I, I, I saw that Sony stock went down $20 billion after that acquisition. Did you see that? It was it, it, it was insane. And you, look, I, I'm all for having parity with, with you know any product you want to have competition. This is a monopoly. This is getting close to a monopoly. And, yeah. You know, we, we always want to say you don't want monopolies. You want competition. You want competition. However, I think this is a good thing for the industry for the moment because they'll fix those companies with all those horrible decisions they've been making they'll clean them up with all those other things you've been hearing on the side if you know anything about blizzard if you know anything about activision you know their employees are not receiving the best care in in pretty much every aspect yeah nor is their products nor is their products yeah i'm looking it up here sony is worth right at, at, at this time 
143.2 billion. So, so Activision was worth roughly uh, half that much. That's crazy. I don't know how many. I think after this, the amount of subsidiaries they have for developers goes up into the thirties. Like that's how many game developers they have now, because they have uh, all of Bethesda Softworks, and they now have Activision. They have Treyarch and Blizzard. So I mean, all these games. Did you know that the? Uh, I think I think it, it might be Activision Blizzard, but like one of those two. They have Candy Crush. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't even know that. Wow. So they're gonna make bank off of this. Yeah. It's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they're saying they're saying too. Nintendo is worth. Uh, near only sixty billion. Only good lord. Uh, Disney is worth over two hundred billion. Um, but Microsoft has more money than any company. It seems like because they're just. I mean, it's not going to pay off immediately. But I mean, just the Call of Duty franchise got to be worth a couple billion by itself. We'll see what they do with that. That franchise has been going down the toilet for many years. Yeah. And, and, and Blizzard has, has not had the greatest success in recent years with their products. Well, you heard they're talking about not annual, annualizing it anymore, right? I think that'll help the series. Because I think one of the things that hurt a lot of games in the industry was that if you put these out on a yearly basis, you're not going to get a fine-tuned product. You're just going to get something to basically satiate the, the public. Like, like think of iPhones. Why do you need one every year? There's no point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, the company needs you to need one every year. I Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, Disney's worth two, $200 billion. Uh, Microsoft... Uh, net worth is two point five trillion. Mm. Mm. They could buy up every company. That's okay. easy. I ha- I have the list of the Xbox first party studios. Oh, go ahead. I'm gonna read these off to you. It is Rare, Double Fine, World's Edge, Exile. I can't read this. It says Initiative. Three Four Three, The Coalition, Mojang, Minecraft, Obsidian Entertainment, Undead Labs, Compulsion, Ninja Theory, Playground, and then the regular Xbox Game Studios publishing. That's Xbox's Game Studios. I'm going on to Bethesda, which they also own now. So it's Bethesda Game Studios, ID, Tango, Machine Games, Arcane, Zenimax, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse. Did uh, you think Microsoft is in uh, getting some money from the Arcane series on Netflix? I, I, I no relation. <laughs> Actually, after oh, this, yeah. they might. So hold on. So, so now I'm getting into Activision and Blizzard. Yeah. Treyarch, yeah. Raven, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, Toys for Bob. Did not know that. Uh, Beanox, Sledgehammer Games, Blizzard Entertainment, and King. 
and King is the one that owns Candy Crush. Yeah, I didn't know the um, Activision Blizzard owned um, Raven either. Raven Software. They they have a lock on on pretty much a lot of these games in the industry. And for me, I feel like Xbox has actually been having the better quality of products in, in uh, recent times, especially with Game Pass. That subscription service they have. Yeah. Sony's trying to follow the train too, because I think they announced their uh, their streaming service for games in, in relation to, or you know, in competition to Microsoft. Yeah, I heard about that. But I mean, Sony games are still head and shoulders above Microsoft games, though. Yeah, so we'll see if Microsoft can pull out better products now that they have all this, you know, all these companies under their thumb. But yeah. it, it's a waiting game. With Sony, you still got amazing first, per, you know, and, and these are not just multiplayer games. These are story-driven games that are some of the highest quality games we've had in recent history, too. You're talking about Sony? Yeah, I'm talking about Sony. I've played yeah. Spider-Man, I've played God of War, I've played Horizon and all these ones. And, and yeah. you know, the Samurai game, Ghost of Tsushima. These were amazing games that I could spend hours of playing and not feel like I got gypped on the price. Yeah, we don't have anything like that at Microsoft. It's been a minute. We we play games here and there. You know, we have enjoyment on them. Like, we, we, we play, you know, Halo, Gears of War, all those kind of things. But some of those don't feel like they're worth it. Yeah, well, I want, like, I hear you, you know, telling me about God of War and Ghost of Tsushima and Spider-Man and all that all the time. And I'm like, I can't remember when I played a Microsoft exclusive that was story-driven that just... It, 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 I can't remember playing a single player Microsoft game. I can't remember any single player Microsoft game. It, it seems like all their games are like, you know, uh, multiplayer driven and uh, cash grabs. So I'm hoping with the acquisition of these guys, they'll make better products that are just good, good games. I don't need another multiplayer title that's just a cash grab. Why the hell am I paying 15 bucks on the Microsoft store? For an armor set in Halo Infinite, uh, like Angry Joe would say, blue. <laughs> he paid fifteen dollars for blue. <laughs> uh, but we'll see how it goes. There's a lot of possibilities. They have infinite possibilities now with this acquisition, and we'll see what goes from here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, look, I'm look, uh, another thing. Uh, gaming news I'm looking forward to Elden Ring comes out next month right next month on the 27th that's right a little bit a little bit after um, Valentine's Day but we'll, we'll still we'll still uh, couple up uh, for that February stacked it's got three major titles coming out it has Dying Light uh, a Horizon sequel and then uh, Elden Ring back to back to back Woo! when does Dying Light come out that comes out the first week. Woo! <laughs> they said it has 500 hours of full content in it. Hey, man. I know what we're doing. <laughs> we're not going to see our families, man. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. Hey, right now, my situation, so I'm free. <laughs> yeah. 
you uh, you gotta get some for, for anybody who, who may or may not know this man's been working like 70 plus hours a week you need a goddamn break yeah I, I will at some point I will, I will spend some I will be spending uh, me and you will be spending some quality time in dying lane <laughs> don't kick me off the damn ledge I won't yeah I won't spark it this is part of you Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dying Light's the greatest zombie game I've ever played. The original. The movement, the movement is great. If anybody has to play it, highly recommend it. Get the anniversary edition that has all the DLC. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I never played Horizon, but um, Elden Ring. It looks like open world Dark Souls, so I'll be right at home with that. Yeah, I played the. Uh, there was an open beta for it. I think close beta. I don't, I don't remember, but it was a tech test. Man, it was amazing. On, on Sony, on uh, PlayStation. No, no, it, it was it was on everything. So you had to be part of it at start. You had to like register early. You were what? part of that test. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it it was it was amazing. The movement felt great. I I don't think they allowed any summonings. I don't remember, but it, it like the the combat felt fluid, and you're gonna enjoy some of the abilities you can do. Yeah, I saw some crazy ones, like summoning a dragon and stuff like that. It looked crazy. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. So yeah, next month will be a good month for gaming. But uh, if you don't, if you don't get a podcast from us next month, uh, you know why? <laughs> yeah. <definitely. laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be getting people sending me messages. F and L ring. hear from y'all in two months we just yeah we just went full hermit at that point yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah that's what we've been uh doing taking that segment off and end this out um i know i don't i know i don't have the official uh robert Ory um sign off but uh, <laughs> i do i do uh I'll, I'll, I'll get one for uh, ne- uh, next time we do it. Uh, might, who knows, we might even sneak in another episode before the end of the month, if you guys are lucky. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for always listening. Still, it's still still amazing that we're able to get listeners, even though we've been posting these once a month and inconsistently. <laughs> um, still, so, still surprised that people are still excited to listen to us for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, got Lynn back and we'll do a lot more with Lynn and uh, we'll get OG on and then we'll get all three of us on and we'll get this going again. 2022 year of the black man in Seattle, Asian man in LA podcast. Appreciate y'all for listening. Everybody have a good one. Stay safe and we'll see you next time. All right. Peace y'all. Peace.